Russ Kinkle, and today on American Reef, we are going to continue with our conversation with Mike Paletta, basically on his transition from the old to the new tank. Uh, where we left the conversation last time, I asked Mike, you know, now that things kind of settled down a little bit, what didn't work out for you, right? What plan did you put in place that didn't kind of go as expected? Um, and that's where we're going to pick up this conversation. And uh, before we go to that video, if you are one of the viewers that actually sent me an email regarding where you can get American Reef's HPD, sorry for the delay, uh, just head over to AmericanReefHPD.com. Again, one word. Uh, also, you can go to AmericanReef.com, and in the top left-hand corner, there's a little store icon. Just click that one, and it'll also take you to that linked page. Uh, but either way, sorry for the delay on those. Uh, replies getting back to you. It is the holiday, so again, uh, thank you for your patience. And now let's pick up our conversation conversation with Mike again where I asked him what didn't work out the way you thought it would. One thing that didn't work. The lights are working perfectly. Okay. The custom yeah, made screen. screens that I've put on top of the tank that I've built have worked perfectly. Mm -hmm. So far, nothing has jumped out, so I don't have uh, rash jerky no, like I normally no, do. <laughs> um, I've played with flow a couple of ways. One, I, I have pumps, but I, I didn't want to do pumps, so I tried to just use the flow from the tank right. from the pump, and I try to have it so I can just flick a switch or flick flick a flow valve and turn it on and off, right. but when I turn it, because it's pushing over such a great distance, the flow really isn't great down in that corner. Right. So right now there's a pipe that runs across the very back of the tank. I'm probably going to take that off just because it's not working that well. The other thing I did, I put a one-way check valve mm -hmm. blowing out with the hope is if the pressure would shut off, it would cr stop the siphon so it wouldn't draw out of the tank. Right. Unfortunately, that has not been the case. So I got to come up with a better way to stop the siphon at the, tank, at the top of the tank. Mm -hmm. Whether it's just drilling a little hole in the top or doing something right. like that, right. that's probably what I'm going to do. So that hasn't worked. I mean, I've played with that three different ways. Either way, it's not. Yeah, it's not working. Yeah. So that hasn't worked. Um, I have a DMD filter a filter roller. Yeah, yeah basically uh, a more high-end version of a filter sock. Mm -hmm. The problem is too much detritus in here through that small an area, it just plugs up very quickly. Uh, literally in 15 minutes after I convert the whole thing, yeah. it's plugged up already. So it's incredibly efficient. If I was just running it off the nano tank, that would be great. Sure. But running it off of this 500 that gets fed, and it's amazing to me how much detritus forms in this tank yeah. day to day. Yeah, I would, again. So that hasn't worked. So that is one other thing I'm not doing. 
the lighting in each of the tanks is now all radions. They're all mm -hmm. on the same schedule. Everything comes on at the same time. Everything goes off at the same time. That's worked very well. And now, uh, when you say the same schedule, you mean the same color as well? Because, like, the color in your frag tank looks to me a lot whiter than the color in your 500. It's the same schedule. It's, it's just... It's, so it's wild, the depth, how it changes, yeah, right? because this is 30 inches tall, and that's a right. foot tall. Significant right. difference of how bluer things look when they're narrow. Yes. I'm sure this looks much bluer if you look right here, mm -hmm. but as you get lower, it loses that effect. Mm -hmm. Uh, the skimmer, the Vertex skimmer has worked phenomenally well. I actually had to raise it up, so I have it on literally six inches above where it was. And then I also had to build a little box for the pumps to sit on. Because sure. they were always falling off, but now there's a little uh, egg crate box that they sit on. That's worked very well. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? Dehumidification. I yeah, took the yeah. big ugly exhaust fan out of here that made a yep. ton of noise. I put a dehumidifier in mm -hmm. that has a pump on it. It pumps any humidity out into the... Uh, uh, drain in the right. in the, in the uh, shower, and if it gets too warm, right now the tank runs about 76 degrees with no heaters on. Mm -hmm. The house is at 72, so it's four degrees warmer down here, which is fine. Yeah. And in the summertime, when it was 85 in September October, all I did was change the flow in here from the air conditioner, so the cold air was blowing across it. It also uh -huh. ran at 76 degrees, so I was pretty happy with that. If it does get too warm, all I got to do is open the window, let mm -hmm. cool air in and it dehumidifies and cools the room. Sure. That works incredibly well. Uh, let's see, what else am I not happy with that hasn't been worked? Uh, how about the, you know how you magnetized all of the power bricks and you put them on it? That those have all worked, those are easy to get to. Yep. Uh, I've had no problems with those. Uh, I've had no problems with the nut lights knock on wood. Uh, no problems with the MP60s or the MP10. Uh, okay. No problem with the Tunze streams so far. I mean, once we got them locked into place and I put boulders around them, they really haven't moved a whole lot. <laughs> and no fish have gone in them. Uh, no, I lost one Bangai carl to the Tunze in the back. Yeah, yeah. And I lost one. Oh, the tile fish got stuck in the stream over here. Yeah. But it's such a slow moving fish, you know. But yeah. it, it did a phenomenal job on the Aptasian here, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what else? So, okay, so, well, on the overflow, you said you were getting detritus mm -hmm. in that first bay versus the other chambers. Right, but I've also changed the chambers where I showed you before I built those little glass yes. chambers. I put those into place. I don't have anything for them, but what's happening is in those chambers, the detritus is accumulating. It's not accumulating in the chamber where the overflow actually is. Right. So I'm able to take the detritus out of there easily. Right. I've only done one 20-gallon water change in here so far, primarily to get rid of the detritus. Uh, in the next couple weeks, I'm going to start doing the 50 gallons twice a month changes. There you go. And that should make things even easier in this time. And what I want to do with that is since I raised the uh, sump up high enough, mm -hmm. I can just siphon and drain it into the, into the drain in the bathroom, take it out real quick, mark it, and then pump the water in, fill it back up, Hopefully it'll take about 10 minutes to do. And your um, your auto top-off kind of thing? That yeah, it's going to be, there's a little, only a 10-gallon reservoir in there for fresh water mm -hmm. with a, a Tunze uh, ATO top-off unit. Mm -hmm. And I only go through about two to two and a half gallons of water a day. So it should fill it. And if I go away, what I'll do is I'll fill up a 40-gallon tank beside it, have that gravity feed into there, and then sure. I'll, be, I'll be set. Sure, sure. 
so then in general, not too many things went wrong, except cutting through your fingers. Cutting through my <laughs> fingers, uh, all the things that were underneath. I did not find any bristle worms, which was really? interesting. The green bird wrasse in here, there were bristle worms. I remember huge, huge worms, yeah. you know, the diameter of my finger yeah. that I always found eating anything. Right. With the green female green bird wrasse, brown bird wrasse, uh -huh. there's no worms in here. I found none. I didn't get any bristles on my fingers. Nothing that I expected uh, to get. She's working. Man. Yeah, so she's done a fabulous job. Uh, what else is, is done well? The transition of moving the corals has been good. I haven't had any RTN. I haven't had any mm -hmm. STN. Uh, I still have to manipulate dosing uh, trace elements, uh, calcium, alkalinity, magnesium, and uh, acropower. Those are all going on dosers. Well, well let's talk about that because you said originally you were going to keep the distaco. Originally I was going to keep the distaco. Right. I may add the distaco as a secondary backup, mm -hmm. but I'm probably going to just try with a doser for a while mm -hmm. simply because I find that my magnesium tends to go faster and I'm constantly having to add stuff to max it out. So with the dosers I can manipulate yeah. it to get the exact amounts and have everything stable. I want this tank to be as stable as it as any of tank I've ever had. Right. Uh, that was the beauty of my past tanks. They were very stable. I don't think that the 300-gallon tank was as stable as I wanted it to be because I was always manipulating. Right. So once I lock things in, I'm not playing with this tank. Right. I'll play with the two tanks upstairs, but even those I've pretty much stabilized. Right, right, And they're right. doing much better as a result. Right. And so you're thinking by, again, having control of the, the metering of, you know, the basically the key elements, then... Just by measuring, you'll be able to make your adjustments with Right, I'll send in changes. some ICP tests once mm -hmm. a month for the first few months. Yep. Get everything balanced and where I want it, plus do my own testing. Yep. See how the two compare, obviously, and then see how stable everything is, mm -hmm. and then adjust accordingly. And then do, you know, ICP testing once every six months, once it's stable. See if anything gets out of whack, but also still do my common testing. Sure, sure. Okay, so from a general system up and running, how long? from the day you guys moved this tank in here, right, until we'll say the the putzing, how many? It's, it was roughly 10 weeks. 10 weeks, okay. To get the, the, the sump where it's stable and good, the tank where it's stable and good, where I'm now just doing little minor tinkering, mm -hmm. like I'm playing with the plumbing, I'm playing with the flow a little bit. Sure, sure. But all the things you do with a new tank, I mean, I'm battling a little bit of cyano in here, nothing extraordinary, but enough of a pest that that yeah. needs treated. That'll throw things off for a while again. Uh, and with the holidays and everything coming up, I'm just taking my time. Unlike every other tank I've done except for the old 500, this has been a tank I've really taken my time with. Right. I mean, right. I got rid of a lot of colonies, put in the new stuff, take my time with it, let it grow, let it take off, and see where it goes. I mean, these have been in here roughly four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, lost two corals initially from bleaching because the lights were... Dropping them down three inches right. and moving the corals up two inches was a five-inch difference. Bad move. Ah, okay. I didn't take my par meter and measure the differences. Right, right. So two of the colonies that I had bleached out overnight from, from just too much light. Got it. So I've since cut this back down to right now it's running at 55% full intensity. Mm -hmm. Once I have all the frags I want in, because this tank is going to be decorated primarily with frags. Right. Then I'm gradually going to increase it up to 100% over like six months. Right. Because I'm not going to be adding stuff all the time like I've done in the past. Right. And just let things take off and grow. 
And I guess so to that point, like you were talking about how you were going to segment the tank out a little bit. Well, what I'm yeah. going to do that I think is kind of interesting is I'm getting frags from some of the top people with frags, and I'm going to put their frags in certain spots. Like all of Jason Fox's will be somewhere, all of Worldwide Corals, all of Top Shelf, all of uh, Unique, all right. of uh, uh, Aqua SD yeah. will all be in certain spots. One, to see how they do, and two, to look at growth rates and just to try and keep things a little more organized right. for me going, well, look how fast those do versus these. Sure. They're all going to be in the same tank. They're all pretty much under the same lights. Sure. Because in addition to these, I'm also still running two reef brights mm -hmm. on here. Because I still like the blue pop in the morning and in the night. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, the fish, for me anyway, seem much more healthier slash colorful slash whatever. What's your general opinion there? I think they were pretty healthy in the 300, but I think uh -huh. because they now have space and there's lots of swimming room in this tank compared mm -hmm. with the 300, this is obviously isn't as packed as the 300. Yeah, yeah. The goal is it will be eventually, yeah, yeah. but not potentially to the same degree. Right. But everybody is pretty happy in here because there's all kind of swimming spaces, there's all kind of hiding places. Uh, for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, to me, I look at like some of the tangs or the fox face or just all of them and they're so thick. Yeah, yeah, like the Potter Blue is really happy here yeah. so far. The Maculoseps is really showing his colors. So for all intents and purposes, it's a happy tank in terms of the number of fish and everything. So, okay, so 10 weeks go by, you kind of got it set up now where you can play. Right, now the next step is I'm going to move some of these corals around into other spots to make key areas for uh -huh. things I really like. Uh, I'm going to bring all the acroporas down from the upstairs tank that I've been collecting, put those in here as well, mm -hmm. then start moving all the frags in, get the dozers all up and running, fix the, the plumbing a little bit over there and back here so it's cleaner, neater, a little sure. bit more organized, sure. finish the bathroom and the reservoirs and all of that, and organize all the stuff I still have out in the garage that are all in boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, set up a quarantine tank in the bathroom. Uh -huh. I have a uh, one square foot cubic freezer. Uh -huh. Take all the fish food out from all the other freezers and refrigerators in the house, store it there. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of things still to do, but basically mine. Right. Things. So you get to play with, so to speak, and yeah. enjoy. And okay, so now that it's in and you sort of get a chance to kind of, we'll say, enjoy it, right? Um, do you still have that same general feeling of, ah, uh, this is my, this is going to be my final tank, and this is... Yeah, no, you know, I know this is my final tank. Yeah. I mean, this, the little nano tank looks really good. The frag tank, for the most part, has been working really well. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty simple, uh, right. and it's a lot easier to work on than the old, any of the old tanks I've had in the last 15 years. Because mm -hmm. everything's outside, everything's clean. I can walk it into the sink in the bathroom, clean anything I want, maintain anything. Take a part off, put it in a bucket, you know, clean it, whatever. Right. It's a lot easier than having to reach under, turn things, turn knobs. Now every knob can be turned easily. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't require, you know, having a tool to turn stuff. Right. So, right. you know, from my point of view, this it, down the line will be the perfect right. last tank. Right. Okay, now with this setup, since everything's open, meaning before things weren't so open, right? Do you notice more evaporation from water or, you know? Or Actually, anything? no, because the other tanks were just as open in the old system, but I had fans blowing across them. Ah, there was a fan so like blowing across sump, the sump, yeah, there was a, yeah. two fans blowing across the top, there was a fan on the frag tank. There were four fans going on that tank. Right. So right. that was the cooling method for that tank. 
for those tanks. And I mean, they were right here. Right. So I was getting as much or more evaporation. Sure, because you got the fans blowing across yeah, the Yeah, that was how I was cooling it. Now, by manipulating the air conditioning better, or just opening a window, right. I'm not really evaporating any more water than I was before. Right, right. Which is really wild, because how many more gallons of water did you add? You've got a lot more gallons total. Uh, this is now running, this is 500. That has about 140 gallons in it. Another 50 gallons in the frag tank and another 40 gallons there. So 90, 220. Mm. This is like 750 gallons. All right. In the old tank, there was 300 plus 70 plus 30. There were 400 right. gallons. Right. So. Yeah. Um, not, Almost not, double. Right. And. Almost double in probably a gallon a day or two gallons a day less evaporation. Right. That, to me, that's good. Yeah. You know. And I still have dehumidifiers throughout the house, but I have tanks throughout the house. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. And, okay, so your idea for this tank, is it just going to be um, specialty kind of corals, or what's your general It's going to be some of the nicest SPS there are. Okay. That's basically what I've ordered and have set aside and get right. frag packs from everybody. Some of the nicest corals that are out there. Uh, yeah, like uh, Ray at uh, Pirate's Cove has some phenomenal corals and Vivid. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen the worldwide and the Jason Foxes. These guys may not be as well known, but they right. have just as beautiful and crazy corals. So it'll be interesting to see how these all do in this tank. Plus, I'm using, pretty much going to be using their yeah, templates because right? they both use radon lighting. Right. So I'm going to be using their template for doing this. Right. It'll be interesting because all that bulk grease stuff they were talking, again, same recipes and things of that nature. Yeah. So. Ah, good deal. And by having it stable and adding all the different trace elements that I want, right. small amounts every day, looking at Julian's tank where he was adding alkalinity and calcium and magnesium in like five and two milliliter increments throughout right. the day, right. that's kind of the thing I'm looking to do. Yes, yeah, slow and steady. Slow and steady, you know, 100 milligrams of, or 100 milliliters of the alkalinity, but you do it in five milliliters, you know, every hour or whatever. Right, right whatever that dose or... Yeah, that... that makes things a lot more stable than what I've been doing so sure sure and now okay what were all the things you were going to dose again you said you were the, the main three are going to be alkalinity sure. calcium and magnesium yep then also acro power mm -hmm. strontium iodine those are the big six okay and then various trace elements uh right now I'm looking at Brightwell's trace elements to add okay. to this tank got it got it and um just as far as kind of where you plan on adding the the drops, so to speak, you're just going to dump it into the sump kind of thing? No, the doses are going to be sitting over there by the side of the sump, and uh -huh. they're going to shoot the water, shoot the uh, ingredients right into the last chamber, so the pump will just blow them right into this tank. Straight there. So they won't okay. be going into the skimmer, they won't be skimmed out. It's not going to be like yep. taking vitamins where you have really expensive urine. No, I don't really <laughs> want really expensive skimmate in my skimmer. Right. So by the time it goes through there, it gets pumped into here, you know, 90% of it will be gone. Then it gets pumped into the frag tank, which will also consume it. So I'm hoping by the time it gets to the skimmer, 95% of sure, what I'm gone. dosing is gone. Sure, sure, exactly. And when do you plan on turning those switches on, so to speak? Those are hopefully going to be on in the next week or two. Got it, got it. Okay, so right now we are uh, middle of November already. Middle right? of November. Okay, so then by Christmas time you by should... By you know. the end of November, I plan on having mm -hmm. the dosers on. Uh -huh. That's the, the next big thing. Well, the next big thing is getting the reservoirs in the water. So I don't have to be fooling around shooting buckets of water anywhere. Right. That's the next step. The step after that is painting the roof in the bathroom. 
<laughs> the one with those big scratches on yeah, it? Yeah, the one with the big okay. scratches on it where I put the reservoir in. That's second. Third will be the dosing pumps. Fourth will be fooling around with the plumbing. Okay, got it. And then you were talking about taking off the, the hard, hard pipe, so to hard speak. Hard pipe in the back and readjusting all that plumbing to make it just one nozzle and not like it is now. Got it. Got and hiding more of the pipe so you, it, it's more yeah. aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. So, I mean, it has good flow, but it's not what I wanted to do. Sure. So that's the, that's all, within the next month, that'll all be done. And then um, the frags are starting to come in beginning of December. Right. So all of this stuff that I don't want where it's at will be moved around, spread out. The colonies that I've kept or right. acquired in the last six months will be moved around. And then the frags will be put into their places. Got it. So that'll probably be a good place to cut it because we'll come back sometime before Christmas right. and see where we are with things. Exactly. Then we'll kind of roll from there. Yep. Good deal, Michael, again. Thanks for sharing. Yep. Thank you. Mm -hmm.